Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 11 of Trail Talks. In this episode, we will be talking to Max, better known as Browse on the Trail. He completed a northbound thru-hike of the Appalachian Trail this year in 2021 as his first ever long-distance trail. In this episode, we talk about celebrating the small moments of a thru-hike, how the South has real mountains, and some unique trail magic stories. We hope you enjoy episode 11 of Trail Talks. Episode 11! We are here! We made it! Woo! Are you excited? I sound like I'm talking to my students. Welcome back to episode 11, everyone. First, we have a question for through hikers. What is your go-to trail shoe? Is it a trail runner? Is it a boot? What brand is it? Let us know down in the comments below. Do you want to turn off our AC? Sure. Our air conditioner has been very loud recently. I feel like we've fixed it two times at this point. It's still hot here in Korea. Oh yeah, I'm jealous of everyone. Yeah. I'm seeing like the fall foliage on the East Coast and it's still just kind of- 80 degrees. <laughs> yeah, it's still just summer here. Yeah. Uh, but enough about us. Welcome back to episode 11. Hope you're enjoying Trail Talks. If this is your first time, welcome. We hope you are enjoying putting faces to some of the people that you follow on social media. Um, exciting news. Again, this is on Spotify. Go check us out over there. We are on all the listening platforms, so check us out. Uh, in this episode, we will be talking to Max. We're excited to talk to him because we went to the same college and we're in the same classes and had no idea anyone else from Rowan was at all interested in through hiking. Mm -hmm. So um, we are excited to talk to him. He completed a Nobo through hike of the Appalachian Trail earlier this month and can't wait to pick his brain about the journey. Um, if you guys have any questions or comments, please put it down there and we will try to answer them. Have anything else? No, let's get him on. Let's do it. Hey guys. Oh. Hey Max. How's it going? Oh, you, shaved, you shaved the beard, dude. Yeah, I left the I left the lettuce though. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. How are you? Great. What time is it over there? Uh nine AM. Oh, wow. Big difference. <laughs> yeah. I'm ending my day as you start it. No, all your pictures have been beautiful. I'm Thank you, dude. blown away. Thanks, dude. Looks awesome. Um Okay, wait, so you're Jersey homegrown. Where are you, where, where's hometown for you in Jersey? Uh, Cranford, Union County. Ah, so I didn't know that. There's about an hour and a half north of Rowan. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. I'm from Persephone, she's from Roxbury. Yeah. So oh, okay. Yeah, not too far. Yeah, Northern Gang, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Taylorham. Uh <laughs> um, so we, okay, so what, what did you major in back at Rowan? Uh, marketing, but I really have no intention of using it. It was kind of, uh, you know, what am I, what do I want to do? I don't know. I go for marketing, but I, I'm uh, probably going to go into uh, some kind of, you know, property maintenance type of heavy equipment, stuff like that. I want to start a business pretty soon. Hell yeah. So, That's really cool. Nice. Yeah. Hope that, hope that goes well. Thanks. Um, so before you started, uh, I guess before you went to Rowan, did you have any intention on doing a like a long distance hike? 
Uh, yeah, the AT has always kind of been uh, a thought of mine ever since uh, my dad and I went when I was probably 12, 11 or 12 years old. Um, since then, it's always been a thought. Uh, it's been brought up a bunch. Uh, like, oh, you should, you should consider doing this. I'm like, yeah, maybe one day. But I never really had a set plan on when that would happen. And eventually, um, my friend Matt, or Whoopi was his nickname, he, uh, he came up and said, look, dude, let's just do this next year. I'm like, all right, let's do it. He was getting out of the Marine Corps. I was getting uh, out of college. And that ended up not working out. He got out late, so we pushed it to this year. And here we are now. We we ended up doing the whole thing, and it worked out. Freaking awesome! Yeah. Congrats to you. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. You guys too. Um, okay, wait. So you said you and your dad did uh, some backpacking. When did you? Was the AT like your first backpacking experience? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Um, that was probably right about. That was probably the first one I went on. Yeah, with my dad, we had gone. I think that was just one time we went up to Sunfish Pond uh, mm. from the Delaware Water Gap. And so it's about, you know, six miles out, six six back, something like that. Mm -hmm. So nothing crazy. But it was just a, a good first experience, beautiful weather. He pulled out his old 1985, uh, you know, backpacking gear. And oh. we went up with the external frames. And it was just something, you know, it, it, it kind of uh, it kind of left a mark. And, and I, I kept doing it through the scouts. Uh, we were always doing things like that. And, um, you know, the more I heard about how popularized the AT was becoming, um, yeah, kind of just was able to become real pretty quick. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of info out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too much, too much. Yeah. Some good, some bad. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I remember seeing that picture of you guys with those huge, clunky external yeah. frame packs on. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those things must have been so heavy. <laughs> they're not heavy at all they weigh oh, really? probably the same as i have the osprey uh at most 50 mm -hmm. uh that i use which weighs about four and a half pounds i think the external frame is probably the same or lighter it's more so the ergonomics of the uh the newer stuff and and you know the more uh the way you could fit things in it, mm -hmm. it's a lot more uh the way they make it a lot more spacious and efficient for packing i think gotcha and yeah with a pack cover and all that. So with scouts and just like growing up, like enjoying outdoor recreation, how often would you go backpacking yearly? Uh, you know, I think prior to the trail, I, I probably had two weeks of backpacking experience. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so not that much. A lot of camping, but not as much backpacking. You know, I probably had 150 nights in the woods, but uh, of that, 14 of those were, were, were pa like, you know, packed out over a few miles. And uh, with all my gear and set up, I never even had a stove thinking about it. I was always borrowing stuff or, or you know, <laughs> using the external frame pack and a big old Coleman sleeping bag. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until the trail that I really, you know, nitpicked and, um, and uh, you know, got through. Uh, what am I thinking? I'm reading these as we go. Devil's Path. <laughs> that was a good, we'll go back to that, that the prep okay. that we did on the, the Devil's Path. That was a tough hike. But that was one of the backpacking nights we did. It was a good way to test out all my eight, my new AT gear. Gotcha. Oh, okay. yeah. Wait, where, where is Devil's Path? That's in uh, the Catskills, New York. Oh, I went with Tyler and a bunch of guys from work. And uh, it ended up being, it's one of the hardest, it's top 10 hardest yeah. uh, backpacking trails in the U.S., 
and we did it. Well, half of us did the whole thing. The other half were injured. It was just a nightmare. But how how, uh, how long did you? It was it's twenty five miles, right? Yeah, twenty five miles and uh, nine thousand feet of gain, and there's some real steep rock. It's like the whites, or no? It's it's kind of like Southern Maine, like how it's so technical. Yeah. Um. So it's very slow moving. Uh. So if I went back in good shape, I'd probably try to do it in a full day, like sleep and then just do the whole thing and knock it out. But we did it in two days. It was raining most of the time, so it kind of stunk. But it was a good good break in for all my gear. Everything worked. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone always talks about how New Hampshire and Maine is hard, but like if you go up to the Catskills, you go up to the Adirondacks, like some of those hills are just as tough. Mm -hmm. New York oh, yeah. Yeah, North yeah the Catskills is, and Adirondacks are rugged. You have the high peaks too. I got to get out there. Yeah. That's another one I want to see. Oh, there's so much beautiful yeah. in, in the north. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you made your decision. When did you like truly make the decision that you were through hiking? I think it was probably mid-year 2019, something like oh, that. Okay. And then we ended up pushing it. So I had plenty of time to prep. I, I never really, you know, you know, that gave me like a two-year time frame to finalize all my equipment and uh, test some things out. So it wasn't like uh, we got my one friend, um, John or Skid, who hiked with us the whole way. We got him on board within three weeks of leaving. <laughs> which is crazy you know he's like fine fine i'll go we pre-pressured him in the come with us he made he, he had a great time it ended up being awesome that he came but um yeah it was uh luckily i had the prep time for gear but then i just kind of passed it on to him and you know there were some things that we brought that were not necessary or didn't work and um you kind of figure that all that out within the first few weeks yeah absolutely when mm -hmm. did you start buying your gear was it Oh, like starting yeah probably late 2019 um or no i'd say sometime in 20 like summer 2020 i started buying stuff um i think my pack was the first thing i bought because i wanted to make sure that worked um then i bought my nemo hornet two person best tent i had no complaints that was awesome and then uh you know sleeping bag and then all the rest of the stuff just the core the core, uh, the sleep system backpack, and I messed with some shoes. I ended up um, wearing ultras for most of the time. I think. Wow. Uh, no, my well, there's a new pair. This was my backup pair, the Superiors. Uh, These are my yeah. favorites. But I have my Katahdin pair downstairs still. There's, I still wear them out when I walk the dog and stuff. Uh, it was just yeah. We we did ultras probably for the first 600 miles of trail, and I don't know. I just it's so flimsy the toe box area that it just destroyed the front of my feet so like which I one which one was that uh, lone, peaks. lone peaks oh oh yeah i did not like the lone peaks they messed with my ankles and uh my achilles for some reason i wore those as my first pair and knew that for some people it worked but for me it was not there was a no-go at hot springs i got rid of them i yep. threw them out and the super feet, I realized, were not worth it either. They were giving me problems. Really? Yeah, I didn't. If I wore them for a year I, ahead of the trail, I think it would have been good. But my feet are super flat, so I need to have that perfect balance. The ultra footbeds, they don't have much support. They're very minimalist, these ones especially. But that's all I need. Yeah, I don't need anything crazy, I realized. And well, how much weight did I lose, going to that question? 40 yeah. pounds. I was 246. Whoa. Uh, I went on heavy. I put on weight when I started, before I started, and then um, I ended up, yeah, so I was 246, my heaviest weight ever, because I figured, oh, well, I'll burn it off 
in no time. And and then like a week or two went by and I didn't lose anything. I was like, uh oh, well, and then it just, it, it was almost exponential. By the time we hit the whites, I guess I was uh, about 220, 215. And then it just kept going. After the whites, I was, I lost 10 pounds, like just through Southern Maine, at least. I think the last time I weighed in was Shaw's. So um, I was, yeah, my last weigh in, I, I was just about 40 pounds down and maybe a couple more when I got home by the time I got home. Oh my God. Uh, I lost yeah. 40, 40 pounds eating Oreos yeah. and pizza. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. And no, it was really honey buns and, uh, Oh my God, ramen and honey buns. The two worst things you could put into your body. It just like, it burns like a blast furnace. You could eat anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I do miss that. I do yeah. miss that. <laughs> has the, has the weight started? I remember like coming home and my metabolism was still just running for like two I'm weeks. still, I'm still, I've still tried to be super active. I just yeah. went on a hundred uh, K or 62 mile ride today on my bike. I gotta, yeah. I gotta keep it going. Otherwise, yeah, I don't, I don't want, I put on about three pounds in the past three weeks. So I figure that's normal. It's probably just good hydration for the yeah. first time. Yeah. And uh, that, that's no big deal. Has the hiker hunger stayed with you as you've gotten off? I'm always, I always have hiker hunger. <laughs> it wasn't a surprise to me. I just kind of stayed the same. Just didn't have as much remorse about it. Uh. <laughs> How much yeah. have you put on your back since being back? So, like, yeah. I guess maybe how how much have you used your backpack? Oh, I've I haven't had a backpack on since I got back. No, <laughs> retired no, for no. a while. <laughs> yeah, it's sitting there. It's dry, but I know as soon as it gets wet, it's gonna smell just as bad as it did. Oh, I need yeah. to soak it in something. I need to, you know, figure that out. I don't know. Maybe I think they said OxyClean is really good for that. I'm not sure. What did you use? I think. I used a combination of like dish soap and laundry detergent and I soaked it in a bathtub. You will be shocked at how much. Yeah, I, I believe it. Just, just the, how many times we had to rinse darn tufts after Vermont, yeah. like eight or 10 rinses and it's yeah. still there. It's still yeah. black there. My mom, my mom took a picture of it. It was funny. We were soaking yeah. them in the bathtub. Took some of, uh, took some of our hiking clothes over to Korea. And what a mistake. What a mistake. Like the, the scent of the trail yeah. just won't come it out. Still of it still lingers. Just that yeah. little bit never comes out. But no. I gotta save the I gotta save the clothes. You know, True. I can't just I did toss my one original big blue shirt, made me look like I was four hundred pounds. <laughs> but I tossed that in Pennsylvania and switched out with another cheap fishing shirt that ended up being my my go to. Nice. Um so when when did you start the trail? Uh, April 1st. Did you like the start date? Yes. I think it was, uh, it, okay. I liked it for majority of the trail, but the heat of July was awful this year <laughs> and the rains, it was heat. It was like hundred degree heat and humidity. Then, then, uh, just pouring rain followed by mosquitoes for, that was mostly New York through Massachusetts. Just mm -hmm. awful. Yeah. Even in yeah. Pennsylvania, we had a lot of hot, hot, hot days. In New, New Jersey, the whole Mid-Atlantic, for sure. I remember but, it was like early, I don't even remember, it could have been May or June, and I remember everyone was talking about how it was hitting 100 every yeah. single day. And I was like, yeah. that's crazy. We never got a 100-day on, on the trail last year. Oh, yeah, no, it was, it was really bad for some reason. Yeah, the whole, that whole stretch, um, probably Pennsylvania through Massachusetts, was heat and or rain. 
So Do you remember the like the first heat wave, like what stretch you were on? Uh, probably it was probably the worst of it. Probably started. Oh no, it was it was even Northern Virginia. Now that I think about it, it was late wow. June too. That was probably at the priest. It was hot. We were slack packing mm -hmm. for one of the. I think the first time we were slack packing, and um, it was. Yeah, it was really hot. And I was calling my mom. She's like, you don't sound good. You sound weak. Or is, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, it's just hot, hot. Like, <laughs> but we didn't have our packs on, so it was a little bit cooler. You know, that pack kind of insulates you. In the cold, it's great. But in, when it's hot, it definitely adds on a lot Absolutely. of, yeah. Absolutely. Did you, like, switch up your, like, strategy for hiking when it started getting hot? Like, did you do any night hiking or anything? Or did you just kind of <laughs> suffer through? when it was really bad we had such late starts that we would end up night hiking i don't know whether or not it was planned but we definitely did end up going later a lot like we always the best time we figured to stop for most of it was like between five and six you hike early you know you, you're on the trail before or around seven and you hike till like five or six you did a full day but it, at that point it was like start at you know 10 or 11 and hike until nine but it was always a mix. We were never that perfect. I don't think anyone really is. Some people no. can do it, but... Uh, we tried once or twice, and it was a disaster. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to get back. It's hard to, like, like risk... Like, you have to give up sleep and then get back on your schedule, wake up at that 6.15 or 6 o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, wait, to answer Mike's question, do you have any regrets going on the AT? Um, that, yeah, that's a big question. No. I don't think so, nice. no. Nice. But injuries going up a little bit. Injuries, yes. Uh, tendonitis was rampant uh, for everyone. I had it uh, going up from my outer ankle t towards my knee. Uh, that lasted, it's a 500-mile injury. I, I forget off the top of my head what it's called. It's like the tibular tendonitis, I think it is. Um, that was bad. And uh, Skid had it too. But um and then my one friend, uh, Whoopi, rolled his ankle, Matt, rolled his ankle five times in like a week. And I think he severed. We need an update from him, but I think he has to get it checked out still. But he, uh, I think, tore the lig one of his ligaments because it looked like it was still swollen. It's still swollen now. He sent sent a picture a few days ago. Still swollen. So, but wow. uh, how long did it take to get used to sleeping out of a tent? Really? The only thing I missed was the cool main air. I missed that a lot. Like coming yeah. home, it was just hot. It was still 80 degrees out. You know, you know, still it's muggy in the house, even with the air conditioning on compared to sleeping in like 52 degree mm -hmm. cool main, ice cool main. But I mean, you got you got a nice summer main. We got fall main. And so we, we were waking up in like 23 degrees. It was yeah, it's so hard to get out. It's still it's so hard to get out of bed when it's that cold. Oh yeah. It, it was so it's just it's awful because there's no buffer. It's like you're either in your sleeping bag or you're out, and that, yeah. it's cold. Well said. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay. Wait. So who are the guys that you started the trail with? Yeah. So that's uh that's Wooby and Skid, uh, Matt and John. I've known Matt uh since we were probably three years old, and John uh we met at orientation at Rowan. Um, we met and we've been, you know, we've been at it ever since, uh, biking, hiking, all that stuff. And so John, from the beginning, like what, like getting to Rome, he also wanted to do the trail. No, no. He's the one that did it in the last, and he, you know, we you. had planted that seed maybe six months out, let it, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, 
start to grow a bit. But yeah, he didn't really pull the trigger on it until he bought. He had a good backpack. He needed to buy the tent and all the other stuff. We went to REI. His bill was like $780 from what I remember. But he did it. That was all that needs to be done. You buy the gear, you're in. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, we're uh, we're trying to plant the seed on Lucas Sheary right now. Yeah. No Very way! Yeah, oh, that'd be that'd be great. Yeah, we could we could give him some guidance. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll give him. I'll drop him trail magic whenever, whenever, uh, whenever. I'll drive down. That'd be <laughs> well, awesome. No, no, uh, the PCT, not the AT. Oh, okay. I mean, same deal. I can't give him trail magic, but it still sounds like an awesome idea. Yeah. Um. It was okay. So you started with those three guys, uh, pulling up to Amicalola. Like, what was your tag? What was your number? Remember? Uh, Amicalola. Um, what was that on? You know, oh, I was 1,423, I think. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nice. Um, wow. We were like, what were 10, we? 1096. 1096. Right. Uh, no, I think no. Twelve ninety six. Twelve ninety six. Uh, we were talking to um. We were talking to who were we talking to? Like two weeks ago, um. And they said that they started April or March, mid March, like the time we started in twenty twenty, and we were like way past them. Like our year before COVID hit and everything was just packed. Packed. I mean, I assume it was packed this year too. But it um, was, it was, it was, yeah, it was definitely packed from Georgia through Southern Virginia. And that's after that, it started after Damascus, it, it's uh, kind of dispersed for sure. Gotcha. gotcha. Did you like mm -hmm. starting with a lot of people? Yeah, I, it was kind of, I didn't know what type of people, honestly, like, you know, the festival type of people, you know, would, yeah, would, yeah. like that's who I imagine would be on the trail. I thought we'd be kind of the outsiders, but it ended up being like a total blend of people. It was awesome. I remember at Stover Creek was our first night. Yep. Um, the three miles in, we, uh, you know, we were just impressed. We were like, oh, these people are awesome. Like we were just, we were hanging out with like maybe two dozen people at that shelter. It was so cold. That first night was 23 degrees. Cool. And, um, but I mean, it was just, it was just nice to, to see all those familiar faces. And a lot of them we didn't see um until trail days and then after trail days i'm just seeing them on instagram now i'm you know congratulating them we we were we were pretty fast we moved away from the bubble for the most part gotcha um did you hike amicalola did you do the approach trail uh the approach trail was closed the boardwalk was closed we ended up taking another one it was the purple trail uh purple blaze trail up past the lodge but uh the, the boardwalk was out a tree fell across it so oh, really? um yeah we had to go the alternate it wasn't a big deal it was the same mileage it was like 7.8 i think and was then the, uh, i'm sorry what's that what, was the purple trail nice oh yeah yeah it was uh just like any other georgia trail it wasn't there weren't any spectacular views that i remember but um yeah it would have been nice to see the waterfall but it wasn't you know you saw, see something else instead i gotcha yeah very interesting I, the oldest through hiker we met was nimble will nomad nimble will 83 years old doing it for the third time that's yeah. freaking awesome ODU yeah he's been hiking with them a lot i've seen him post some pictures oh yeah yeah, yeah. i think yeah they're doing most of new hampshire and maine together yeah mm -hmm. i think they're in maine now i think 
probably in Monson or something like that, maybe. Yeah, they're, they're somewhere around that area. Uh-huh. How can you do that? That's amazing. It's impressive. I'm yeah. going to be in a wheelchair by 70. <laughs> yeah, I, some people are just blessed. It's, it's, it's crazy. I can't believe it. He's got like an eight-pound pack, too. Wow. I don't know how you could do that. That's a lot of, no. that's a lot of things, that, lo luxuries to give up there. Yeah. I feel like completing a trail puts another like 10 years on your body right there. <laughs> just from like how much the you feet. beat it up. The feet just, yeah, take yeah. a real beating for sure. Uh, are you an ultralighter or are you, or no. you don't care about that? No, I'm not. I ain't no weight weenie. <laughs> I had uh, 35. I started with 46, and I ended up around 35 for most of the trail. But Jeez. given that I I weigh, you know, 205 to 240, it's not that much. What were you carrying that was, like, 46 pounds? 100. Well, that was when I started. 100 feet of paracord. Um, I was e even thinking about bringing an extra pair of shoes in case, uh, <laughs> like – there is a lot of big mistakes that we don't need to talk about. I also had about about sixteen pounds of food because I was worried I was it was I was gonna run out in that first week. But no, we sorted all that out by uh, Franklin for sure. That's so funny, weight weenies. I love that. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, we we were definitely not ultralighters either. I think we started. I guess we were like on the. No, 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 no. We're not. No, we no. were twenty something pounds. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's crazy to do like sub ten or or yeah. around that. Yeah, yeah. I, no, no. I could see like... my base weight was twenty four, um, okay. which was fine. I could have definitely ditched things. I just you know I had a back scratcher, some luxury items, just that <laughs> I, I really didn't want to get give up on. <laughs> um, so how? Um, how quickly did you get your trail name? And I browse is a pretty self-explanatory one, I think. Uh -huh. Yeah, <laughs> so I, uh, well, I was always called eyebrows in college. So I kind of just ran with it. Uh, I didn't really take a name. Everyone just liked that one. No one ever offered anything else. And it was shortened to browse by t this guy, Tonka, who we met. Uh, we hiked with a while, probably the first, up up to the Smokies at least, yeah. Was it weird um, saying your trail name, like introducing yourself at first instead of just um, Yeah, I feel like for everyone it was kind of weird because names were changing and all this. And I was like, like, I thought it was fun, though. Like, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a big joke. Everyone's got a story behind it. It's easy icebreaker. So, like, oh, I, why are you called Brass? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how was the first like well how was the first state how was georgia did you enjoy it, it was i mean it was like riding a high through georgia we got to the new north carolina border pretty quick i think it was about um six days yeah about six or seven days and then uh on our 11th day we were in franklin but that was um it was like a it was yeah, it was hard, but we were enjoying it. So it, it kind of just canceled out anything. What was, was the weather like? What was the weather oh, like? It was nice. We actually had really good weather. It was cold at night, been in the 20s and 30s. But, um, you know, during the day, it was nice. You weren't really, you know, sweating through everything. Um, and, yeah, no, we didn't have rain until we hit the border. And once we crossed the border, it started raining, like, precisely. We hung out there for about half an hour playing the We Did It Dora theme song uh, <laughs> and, and celebrating for everyone that was coming by. 
um, that they had crossed as well. It felt like such a big thing. You know, it was like nothing looking back, but it, it was like such a great accomplishment to have made it through that one state. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh God, Dora. Um, <laughs> what was, what was your first trail zero or not trail zero, but just zero in general? Yeah, that was Franklin. We felt like we deserved it. And that shower felt unbelievable. Like to have been deprived of a shower that long. Um, you know, we weren't used to being dirty yet. So we weren't even dirty at that point. We were still so clean compared to like how bad it got. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, that was that was Franklin. That was our first one. Do you remember where you stayed in Franklin? Uh, the Hilltop Inn. The Hilltop Inn. There was like a, a there was like a patio in front of all the doors. It was like all through hikers there it was cheap. It was like $60 for four people. Yeah. Which we never saw again on the trail. That was yeah. the more north you go, the more expensive it gets. Dude, yeah. the south is so nice. You can yeah, that was one walk. nice thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, how far north, not north, sorry. How far south on the trail had you been? Or maybe not on the trail, but hiking, like, at all um, mm, I don't think I've, I don't think, oh, I did do some, I did do one, like, uh, like, week-long or two-week-long camp in West Virginia. It was about half an hour from the trail, but that was, like, the most south I'd been in the woods. Mm -hmm. um but hiking like really hiking on the at i hadn't seen i know there were mountains in the south first of all <laughs> i i didn't i thought virginia was like the shenandoahs and um i, I didn't even think of the smokies being like real mountains because uh, it was the south and then you get down there you're like oh there's mountains down here and yeah. it hurts yeah <laughs> <laughs> especially like going down to south jersey you're just like oh the, the u.s must just get more and more flat like the more you yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, that's what I would think, but no, it was definitely uh, an eye-opener. Some of those climbs, this one into the Smokies was a big one we were scared of, and but um, it ended up not being bad. You just pace it. Mm -hmm. mm, how was the Smokies? How was getting there? Was the weather bad, and were the shelters filled? The shelters were filled. Uh, the weather was cold. Our coldest night was zero degrees at Icewater Gap. Oh <laughs> we were uh we stayed at uh in gatlinburg and we missed the free shuttle back we're all hung over from the the whiskey ta um moonshine tastings oh, in yeah. gatlinburg. <laughs> and we missed the the, sh the free shuttle and we ended up paying 90 dollars, which would have been the cost of a room again but we wanted to go we, want, we knew it was gonna be cold we wanted to experience it because it makes for a good story and um we uh we stayed at Icewater gap zero degrees it was awful like everything was my batteries banks died like instantly and my filter froze and all this other stuff but it was fun we had a huge yule log we we cut up we spent like 20 minutes cutting this huge log and breaking it off and putting it into the the fireplace and it actually um it lit we waited about 10 o'clock it lit and an hour later a downdraft blew it out <laughs> i woke up to the downdraft and it was just ice cold from there. I don't think I slept maybe an hour that night. That was it. What was your back yeah. rating? Uh, 35. Oh, my God. So I had a liner, the liner. And I was on I was on this. Here, let me show you. Okay. Oh, my God. 35 degrees. I was on this. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's all, that was my whole sleep system right there. Uh, and nope. uh, it was not sufficient at all. It was very cold. <laughs> Well, did you have good weather um, aside from the cold nights? 
Uh, yeah, it was beautiful. Clear, crisp weather, a little bit of flurries, snow. I think we had an inch of snow when we went in. But, yeah, it was beautiful. Like, it was awesome to see that, the Smokies in their, in their fullest. Were you, were you prepared to, like, go through snow? Did you think you were going uh, to? No. <laughs> I think we would have waited it out, to be honest. No, we – I think uh, Wooby had boots, but we just had sneakers. Uh, I had hand, I had one or two sets of hand warmers uh, as a backup. Um, and no, no one lost any toenails, I don't think, <laughs> answering that question. Did you get blisters? Yes, I had a really bad one going into that Gatlinburg, a blood blister on my big toe. Oh. There's a video of it, me putting a thread and needle through it um, to, to drain it. And it worked. It was, uh, it was fine. Um, but it was bad. It was it was getting bigger and bigger. I had to get I had to pop it. It was just getting worse and worse. It didn't really hurt uh, once it was a blood blister. But yeah, it was that was the only real bad one I ever had. Did you, uh, I was gonna say, did you ever figure out how to like combat it? Like, was it just tight shoes or just building the right? Just building calluses. I feel like is the only way to do it. And I, I usually wear boots, so I was kind of prepped for it. That's why I don't think I had too many blisters. Just at work, I'm always wearing uh, wearing hiking boots because they're comfortable. Gotcha. Um, I was going to say, okay, so was your coldest night on trail, was that was that in the Smokies? Um, yeah, that was definitely, yeah, the zero degrees at Icewater Gap, mm -hmm. Did which you, we were uh, forewarned about. Were you, uh, were you a group of guys that did fires most nights because some people yeah yeah we were we were usually the ones to start them yeah that was it was a nice surprise to see um that they all had fireplaces i didn't know that going in there mm -hmm. but yeah we always had a fire every night Fact. for sure yeah. i feel like some people talked about it how like you just are too tired or you don't have the time for it but like that's uh -huh. some of the best moments on trail it's just like the camaraderie around it yeah, yeah. Uh, there's definitely something we realize. Like it's like recharges you somehow when you have a fire. It's like yeah. you have if you have a bad day, just have a fire, you'll be fine. Yeah, that was and it, cover, it covers up all the smells too. <laughs> yes, it does. It kind of cleans you for a little bit. Oh yeah, it's outdoor yeah. deodorant. There you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what foods did you start with that you quickly just were like, I'm not eating this on trail. Oatmeal and granola bars and just never I got through like the Smokies after it was cold. It was nice to have oatmeal in the morning and instant coffee. After that, we uh yeah, we we ditched that. I think everyone was done with oatmeal then. Yep. Yeah. Did you, did you ever cold Rhodes, that's Rhodes Soda. He uh he summited uh, a few days after us. Nice. He's a big star now. He was on uh CNN's uh one of CNN's bits. I saw, if you I saw, saw that. that. Yeah, Freaking that's awesome. him. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. It was, a whole, it was a hilarious take. It was just like way too epic for what the application yeah, trail it was. Yeah, it was great though. It was, it was like <laughs> just what it was just what everyone would have pictured. So that yep. was that was cool to see. Nice, that's cool. Um, what was I gonna say? Did you cold soak at all, or did you? No, just... absolutely not. No, I was not. No, if dinner was the one thing that like kept me going, and I was not gonna have a cold. No, that was not for me. I know. I don't know how some people did it. To be honest. I was like the hot dinner, hot breakfast when it was cold too. Mm -hmm. it just had to happen. You need a warm, a warm meal. What yeah. was the mm -hmm. most ridiculous food combination that you did? I wasn't really one to mix foods. I don't. But my friends 
was definitely uh, skids was definitely uh, tortilla with peanut butter, pepperoni, tuna, and I think yeah, peanut butter, pepperoni, tuna, maybe beef jerky. It was just disgusting. I, I don't. I'd rather just eat a lot of different ones. I never mix them together. Yeah. Um. <laughs> ew, peanut butter and tuna doesn't, doesn't sound, sound good. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound really nice. Um. Oh, I had a question. I just lost it. I had had to do with food. Never mind. I completely forget. If it comes back, then we'll do eventually, it. Eventually. Eventually. Um, when you got to Franklin, did your hiker hunger hit you? Like, real hiker hun hunger? Or did that come later? In I'm the telling you, it's the same. It's always been the same. <laughs> I always the, eat a ton of food if, it's, the if food there's food to eat. Oh, I'm sorry. Did the food ever taste different? Um, it was definitely more rewarding to eat food. Like, you just feel like you earned it. So, like... Yeah, I guess it tasted better. All food tasted better. I guess the question is, like, did your food pack grow in size and weight as the trail went on? No, honestly, it probably, we had it, that one, that's, like, the one thing we had down to a pretty good science. We always had, like, the right amount. Um, I think there were maybe two or three times where we had to go in the town, but we knew we had that leeway, so mm. we... We're like, oh, well, might as well eat a little more today and we'll just go into town. So, no, in the 100-mile wilderness, we carried too much, for sure. I had an extra two days. I didn't know. Well, luckily, we had good weather. But, you know, something could have happened. And we, it was good to have the extra there. Absolutely. Uh, what, what food did you crave going into town? Sushi and sub sandwiches. I don't know why. Those were like the two things, one or the other. No, not like a steak or anything. It was just those two things. It was always on, were always on my mind. That's so crazy. Sushi. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, is sushi? Did you get any sushi in the south at all? I think yeah, we did. We went in Franklin. There was a, a Chinese buffet, and they had sushi, a sushi bar there, which was fresh made. I don't know how fresh the fish was, but um, yeah, no, that was great. What was the golden meal pouch? I don't know what the golden meal pouch was. Maybe the the one from uh, Mountain House, the the strawberries and granola. I think that was yellow mm. or golden. Did you ever carry any of those, like those ready-to-made backpacks? Oh, all, yeah, all, that was one thing my parents were always sending me when I'd go in the town. Was It was great to have. I like the peak meals. Uh, if you're talking about, like, the best meal pouch, the peak um, beef stroganoff or beef pasta marinara were the best. Like, 1,500 calories in the in one of them and 1,100 in the other. is like, totally filling. ton some of people, cheese. Some people would call that platinum blazing. <laughs> potentially there was maybe a bit of platinum blazing going on i didn't always have to suffer and eat ramen mm, yeah that's a lot of ramen i'm so sick of ramen <laughs> except yeah. i eat in the land of ramen yeah we're well, yeah but you have now. real ramen there so that's true that's true <laughs> so when, when did your tramley get the name the chads oh yeah someone called us that i think it was uh hermes sarah robson she, I think it was her, but she would never admit to it. We don't really know. She was the first one to like make it a thing, but she's like, no, nah, it wasn't me. I heard it from someone else. I'm like, who? Well, I don't know. Well, but it stuck. I don't know. We were the last four brain cells, the Chads, the Pilto <laughs> Express, but the Chads stuck. And we had Camp Chad at Trail Days. And, and 
we actually went on the trail days and um there was like it was dark we got there at nine o'clock we we had hiked in 33 miles uh overnight to get there or something like that um but we got there at night and we set up and we were like oh this spot's gonna stink blah 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 we wake up in the morning and we're right on that main gravel road going in so it was like prime real estate um we were in poison ivy but we no one got poison ivy so it was fine we just stomped it out cut it pulled it out and it was fine what when did you add your fourth uh we added uh mike or offline um on our fourth day right around tray gap okay. yeah the fourth day in the morning i think and we were together the whole way every day and where's this like from? the core four what uh he's from massachusetts ah okay yeah so he hiked, he hiked home too yep yeah nice. Um, how was trail days? I'm like really jealous. I really wanted to go to it. Uh, there, supposedly there weren't that many vendors or people as there were in previous years. There were about, I would guess around 3000, but in previous years there were up to 25,000 and a lot more vendors. So it was great. We had a great time, but, um, you know, I expected like live music or something. It was just drums and like a campfire which was cool a lot of people were really into it but i had enough of that after the first day too many drugs <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not a festivalist but there was definitely that vibe there for sure yeah oh yeah <laughs> um so you went past damascus and we saw larry the cable guy like horse yes guy. Mm -hmm. can you tell us that story uh yeah so we were getting water at this river it was like a concrete bridge and he he's like trying to break in his horse uh he hadn't ridden it in six months because he had knee surgery so you have to like you have to ride this horse and tell it like hey i'm gonna ride like you're gonna listen to me i'm gonna ride you and we're gonna figure this out you're not gonna buck you're not gonna push me off and so he's doing that we're like what i'm like um so what what are you from here he's like yeah i ride these trails all the time this and that and um eventually we were talking talking and later on he's like hey meet me up at the next trail crossing at the road and i'm like okay he's like yeah i got i'll get some some food and stuff for you guys like oh okay awesome and uh we were we get up there and we're just like we're waiting for 20 minutes we're like no way that he must he, he must have confused something maybe we went too far maybe he meant like a crossing with another trail and uh lo and behold we hear the clopping of the hooves the uneasy hooves on the on the asphalt and he shows up with a, a bottle of whiskey and uh an iced bottle of whiskey and he's just handing it back out to us and um he didn't have any food but that wasn't a big deal it was a good time <laughs> that shot i'm so glad i got a picture of him he was one of the coolest people we met he was, was he was awesome time. yeah that's... No, I never wanted to bail. There was not a, a moment where I wanted to leave. It was all, all awesome. Nice. Well, that begs the question: What? When did your honeymoon phase end? Uh, I think Glasgow, Virginia, after the James River footbridge. Uh, that section. <clears throat> from there on, we had to push to get to our. Uh, we had already planned our uh, forty-four. Uh, four state challenge mm -hmm. and um we had to get there for june 18th or 9th yeah 18th because we were doing it on the 19th and it ended up being just a push through there it was hot it wasn't really too enjoyable it was just really hot but we had a lot of trail magic and um 
our friend Bodega on the trail, Alex, his dad came down and slacked us a couple of times, which was nice, nice. too. But yeah, from dude. there on, it was just so hot. It was just like, it really does put a damper on your day when it's just like, you can't even think. You can't form, it's just so hot. Yeah. Um, that's the way it was. But yeah, that was probably the end of the honeymoon phase, I'd say. That definitely existed until then. That was like, oh, everything's awesome. Like, this is great. Nothing can go wrong. But yeah. And then you start to feel like real rain, like it really, really rained, like the summer thunderstorms and the heat and mosquitoes. And you're like, okay, yeah, now I feel it. Mm -hmm. yep. So you had planned the 44 mile challenge? What do you mean? Like you had to do it on a certain oh, date? Well, we planned because Skid's parents were going to come and uh, support us through it. So they gave us food, drinks, um, and all this great stuff uh like every 10 miles so it ended up being a lot easier um that was platinum blazing i guess you could say but it was it was a really cool way to do it it felt like we were doing like an event rather than like a through hike for that that day um my mom asked did you ever run out of water yeah there were definitely some times where we had to push you know a cup of water for in pennsylvania when it was super hot i had to push about a cup and a half of water for seven miles going into wow. Cabela's Ham uh, Hamburg is that yeah and it was just a long seven miles did you uh this is jumping around but did have did you have water caches in Pennsylvania like were there trail angels that helped out um there were some water caches in PA actually yeah yeah now that I remember there were probably four or five of them and they were all pretty much full so that was nice gotcha because there's not much water there for some yeah. reason. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, going back to the South, what were some of your favorite views in the South that you got or maybe favorite sections? Uh, Grayson Highlands and the Smokies were probably my two favorite. Yeah. yeah just beautiful. Grayson Highlands during golden hour and, uh, and the Smokies all together, just two breathtaking places. I would love to go back to. Did you stay at the Thomas Knob shelter with all the ponies? Um, with the ponies, were they in, were they there? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They were, <laughs> they were a nuisance. <laughs> licking our tents. No, no, we didn't stay there, but we went through all that. That was, uh, we did, that was hiking back to Damascus. So we did 42 miles over two days hiking back to Damascus for trail days. We flip flopped for that so we can get ahead of the crowd. But no, we, uh, we didn't stay at Thomas Knob. I think. Maybe it was bake oven one night. I don't remember. I'm mixing them up. You. Nice. Yeah, that's a, that's some of the most beautiful trail parts of trail. Yeah. Um. Did you have any favorite like hostels or town stays in the south? Uh, Franklin was great. We had a great time. A lot of people. Good party. We were at Lazy Hiker, and uh, we stayed. We we had a huge party at that motel in the parking lot. Um. And then Station 19, although it gave everyone neurovirus while we were there, it was great. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't get it. I was the caretaker. But uh, both my friends, Skid and Wooby, got it. And about a dozen other people that we knew. And a lot of people had hospital bracelets on for dehydration. They had to go in. Jeez. But oh, my God. It's um, just like 24 hours of hell, from what I understand. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy I never got that. Yeah, well, there was no one on trail to pass it around last year, two years ago, so. Uh -huh. Like, it was a problem. Um, 
What were the Shenandoahs like for you since you said the honeymoon phase ended around that time? Oh, I hated the Shenandoahs. Yeah. It was so flat, cloudy. We never had one view. It was all in the clouds for whatever. I think we were in there for maybe seven or eight days, something like that. I think it was June 9th or 8th to the 14th, some, maybe six or seven days. But, yeah, we flew through there. It was super boring. And, yeah, no one – it didn't really – I thought it was going to be great. I got patches. They're somewhere over here, uh, like, ahead of time. And there was – and we didn't make use of the the stores, the camp stores or anything. Gotcha. So um, we should have. You didn't have to carry anything. You could just go day to day. But, um, yeah, no, we just kind of flew through there. It's really frustrating. Like all the views are on the road and then you're just yeah. tunneling. We did. Time. That was when uh, Wubby rolled his ankle. So we did a five mile road walk and we got to see uh, on the Blue Ridge Parkway, I guess it is, or whatever, it's Skyline Drive. But we got to yeah. see, um, we got to see all the really nice views in that section, which was, which was nice. It was nice in the trail, it seemed like. Nice. If, uh, if you had to recommend a section in the South for like um, a first timer or a beginner backpacker, what section would you recommend them doing? I would say the Grayson Highlands, like that section. And then uh, maybe after or before, if you want to add some more mileage on, that was all very enjoyable. A lot of water too. Nothing enough to worry about water from what I remember. So, and good shelters. There were good shelters there. Very true. Yeah. I didn't even think about recommending that too. I had a friend that did her first backpacking trip and I didn't even think about recommending Grayson's. I was like, do the Rones. And I was like, oh, the Rones are kind of hard. The Rones we did in the rain, but it was fun. We had a blast. I would, yeah, the Rhone, yeah, Rhone Highlands were great too. I would put those up there. Mm, so you did, before you started the Forest Day Challenge, or I guess, no, 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 before you did it, did you go to um, Harper's Ferry and get your halfway number? Yeah, I was um, 463. I just looked it up before. Um, nice. I think I was 463. So, but that's kind of skewed because they only started giving out tag numbers May 13th, and we were there June 18th. So that was only 400 a month. So you can assume add-on is probably about, you know, around 800 to 1,000, I would guess, would be more realistic. Jeez, that's a lot of people. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and how was the four state challenge? Like, was it manageable? Were you tired? Were you... Uh, it was manageable because we had the support crew. They had uh, Skid's family had um, Red Bull, Mountain Dew. They had uh, made burgers for lunch. And um, yeah, it was just like a fun time. We all kind of stuck in it together. Uh, most of us did no pack for that. That was the only time I didn't have my backpack on on the trail, which was weird. But we'd like, we, like I said, we treated it like an event. We didn't really treat it like a day of through hiking. So we were all kind of pumped up. We woke up at quarter to four in the morning and hiked till about nine, nine thirty at night. And um, yeah, we got it done. I actually got, if you're familiar with Strava, I recorded the whole thing on Strava and I got, we got a K, uh, king in the mountain on one of the climbs there out of like 400 people. We were number one. We were just, we hit this endorphin rush at mile 34, 30, 34. And we were just flying for that nice. second. We were running. But yeah, you got a runner's high. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was hard too. We, we were just like, it's like, dude, I'm not even out of breath. How are we doing this? We're like literally running. I don't know how, maybe there's a Mountain Dew 
mixed with a Red <laughs> Bull, mixed with uh, you know the hot dogs and whatever jet fuel. But yeah, it was it was a lot. It was a lot of fun. Whole adventure. We started the four day challenge at eleven a.m. in like July. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. We we did like eight hours first half, sleep eight hours, eight hours second half, and we had full packs on everything. Oh, nice! And we ran the first like twenty something miles, and it was great. It was easy. Uh huh. And then we crashed at this one shelter, and then woke up and ran for maybe about five miles and then completely yeah. conked out at like mile 35 uh, yeah that was a tough God. one like mile 30 i feel like the last five were the hardest because it's like you go into that that boulder section if you remember yeah. and it's right like up. you can't find the blazes and you can't you can't navigate it fast you're you're kind of gotta pick your uh watch your step you know there's a lot of rough rough rocks there you don't want to trip and fall you'll get hurt but yeah, getting to the Mason-Dixon line is like a big middle finger, especially mm -hmm. if you're trying to do that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yep. we got there and we're just like, oh, awesome. Here's our picture. And then we got picked up and went into Waynesboro, Pennsylvania for the night. Um, how how was Pennsylvania? Was it – did you enjoy it? Was it? I liked southern Pennsylvania a lot. But then the rocks kind of hit probably around 80 – maybe 80 to 100 miles in. It started to become, like, hot and the rocks just sucked. They were just like – this doesn't look like a trail this looks like a boulder field mm -hmm. yeah and it was and i have a lot of pictures that kind of show that really well but yeah and i didn't really favor pennsylvania it's probably my least favorite state overall gotcha did you do the half gallon challenge yes uh, 18 minutes and 30 <laughs> seconds or something like that oh yeah i crushed it but the one guy with us arp a as an aarp did it in 11. i thought i was hot stuff but he he, he blew us out of the water ARP. i feel miserably <laughs> why, why is this trend name aarp he's like he just retired he's 65 and someone gave it to him it was like my favorite that's my favorite trail name next to shoes who was hiking it barefoot <laughs> Those are my two favorite trail names right there. Dang, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, how was walking back to the Delaware Water Gap? Um, like from PA, you mean like walking to, oh, back in the Jersey? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was pouring, pouring rain, like bad and thunder. My dad was coming to take a picture of us crossing. It was me and Whoopi. Um, uh skid snacks and and uh offline were about a mile or two ahead of us they were going to skid's house uh, me and we'll be going to my house so it was fine but um my dad came over he he had he put his umbrella down because there were so many lightning strikes and it was just coming down in buckets and that i think i stunk up my mom's car for about a month they said because we put all our wet stuff in there it was just bad i was gonna say did your family talk about like your stench at all <laughs> Oh, yeah. My mom, like, I think she did probably throw up in her mouth. She can't do that. <laughs> it's, it was awful. It was so bad. It's like bacteria, like dead deer smell, something like that. I don't even know. Um, how did you how many days did you take off when you were in Jersey? Uh, we took off three zeros, which is the longest. Uh, we've only done single zeros until then. And then um, we took one extra three days later before going up uh, stairway to heaven um, when it was just like pouring rain and we just needed, we just were done. We needed one more day and we were only 25, maybe 40 minutes from Skid's house up there. So 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, was it hard to get back in the rhythm when you got back? It was. Yeah, it, it felt too, it was like New Jersey's beautiful and underrated and one of my favorite states. Uh, but it was just too close to home. I was like, this feels like it should be a day hike. And I'm only, I still have 900 miles to go. This yeah. doesn't feel right. Yeah. So once we were through New Jersey and New York, there was kind of a depression there for most people that I talked to on the trail. They were like, yeah, I just feel, feel down for some reason. And, um, and we we're like, yeah, like there's something not going on, but then we got to Connecticut and it was all, it seemed like everyone was doing a lot better. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's strange. I, it's also frustrating, too, because, like, when you hit high point and then you start going down, you're, like, going backwards away from north. Mm -hmm. You're just, like, you're so yeah. frustrated. You're like, can I just cut left? Yeah. I did yeah. enjoy Harriman to Bear Mountain, though. I, like, that was really beautiful there. We we uh, had a good time going through there. So we did a – I swam a few times, I think. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it was just really some nice fields and, and views. Bear Mountain I'd never been to. So that was nice. The bending machines there made our day. There were five. That's supposedly like world renowned that there's a lot of bike races that end at the top of Bear Mountain and the vending machines are just like everyone there's they're in line and waiting for that. It's like it's such a it was a, a saving grace. The ice cream, they had all the anything you could want out of a vending yep. machine they had it. Which is yeah, great. like $10, $10 for a Gatorade. And <laughs> no, it wasn't even overpriced, though. I think I spent like $12. And I, it was worth it. It was like a lunch. Like you go out to lunch, you buy a burrito, it's 12 bucks. So it was it was awesome. No, I have no regrets. I don't, maybe I spent $20. I don't care. Was, <laughs> we needed it. We needed it. Was, um, oh, I'm sorry. You I was going to say, did you stay at the drive-in movie theater? No. Uh, that was like, we're so close to home. We did go to the ice cream. I forget what it's called. The cream um, Bell yeah. Bell. Yep. But we didn't go the, the drive in. We ended up, our friends came and we hiked uh, about four miles from the creamery to a uh, camp spot with our friends from North Jersey. So, um, yeah, we just, well, we could always do that. We figured we'll just do that some other time, maybe. Was you there a sleep? So, yeah, you, you don't it. sleep at all. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't think so. Where was the, um, was there a lot of day hikers on top of Bear Mountain when you were there? Not really, because the weather was, was looking, was looming. Like, there were clouds looming and stuff. So we were, it wasn't bad. There were maybe 30, 20 to 30 people up there, max. It wasn't bad. No, what there was, was no... What's what was that? the most uh, packed, like, section of trail, like, or with like day hikers? Point, yeah. uh, stairway to Heaven, or... Um... Or, yeah, probably just Stairway to Heaven was the most memorable. There were probably 70 or 80 people up there. And we had to keep passing and, and taking our time going up. Mm -hmm. but. I was going to ask, like, did anyone at those major trailheads, did anyone? Um, can you say that again? In the middle of it, and I think it, like, oh, cut no my problem. mouth out. Um, was there a lot of people at those trailheads that were asking like what you were doing or what the Appalachian Trail was? Yeah, some people were like, oh, you guys are doing the whole thing, aren't you? And we're like, yeah, we're trying. And they're like, oh, you guys are incredible. And then there'd be other people who just gave us a look like, why do you smell so bad? But we were just like, 
we were just moving. We had the blinders on. We're trying to just keep things going because you can easily get slowed down there when you have to stop and let people go or ask to pass when people have headphones in. And yeah, it was annoying getting through the last section of Jersey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to back up really quick. What was it like hiking with your dad again? Oh, yeah, that was uh, that was great. Um, yeah, we... We basically did the same hike again. He started about 30 minutes before us, and we passed him pretty quick going up. But, uh, yeah, no, it was great. We saw a porcupine, rattlesnake, and a, I think a bear, right, like all within 10 minutes. You know, wow. Jersey, Jersey does have a whole lot of wildlife. You know, it's always underrated. Absolutely. Did you have any funny or interesting wildlife encounters? The porcupines in Pennsylvania. Yeah. We were at this one shelter. I It was a, right before Duncannon, uh, probably 10 miles before Duncannon. And there was a shelter covered in, like, metal, like, so the porcupines yeah. couldn't climb it. And there's, like, do not feed the porcupines. Do not entice them. They'll bother you. And I'm like, all right, well, we won't feed them. We'll put our stuff in the box, and, you know, we'll just go with it. And then 10 o'clock at night, this I have Snapchat videos of this porcupine coming forward and back forward and back i like i like every five minutes it would come try to climb up and i'd catch him and i have the flash on and he'd just turn around and mosey back to this tree over and over again at least five or six times and finally i wake up around one in the morning and he's next to me like this uh sniffing me he climbed up the metal gutter somehow and i was like that's it and i got up and went i was sleeping on the edge of the shelter it was nice and cool i went all the way in i he probably he probably licked me in my sleep. They, supposedly they have a salt deficiency and um, they're always looking for salt. That's like, they're always want salt. And that's why they smell it on us and they'll come harass you at that night for it. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was the one. Bears, bears don't bother you. We saw about eight or nine bears on the trail and uh, they were just like big raccoons. Mm -hmm. They never well, really. We, yeah. we saw that your friend lost their food bag. Yeah, yeah. In the Shenies, we had stayed at uh, Offline's mom got us a cabin, and um, we stayed there. And Bodega left his backpack and food bag on the porch, you know. And and the bear traffic is probably really high in this little like it's almost like a little ski town resort community, like a lot of rentals. And I'm sure that the bears are rampant in there because there's always, you know, something to eat. Mm -hmm. And he left that outside and they got that picture of the bears walking away. That wasn't my picture, but they got the that of the bears walking away with his food bag. It was just gold. And they couldn't catch him. The bear was gone. We even tried looking for it, but no, it never turned up. Hopefully they didn't get into it. What's How long that? did you have to go without food? No, no, no. We, we we were able to go in the town that day because we were taking it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was really funny. Hopefully the bear's okay and he didn't eat anything he shouldn't have. But you got to keep, you got to think about that. I guess everyone was just too tired. They just threw their stuff on them, didn't think about it. But Did you hang your food the whole trail? No, I slept with my food. Like, go. after the Smokies, I slept with my food pretty much the whole way. And the only time after the Smokies, when I wasn't hanging it, that I had a problem was in the 100-mile wilderness. I think two or three coyotes were circling my tent. Um, it wasn't deer. It was definitely coyotes circling my tent. Um, 
you know, based on the sound and the weight, um, the whole, I didn't see them, but they're trotting through the creek. You didn't hear hooves. They're just trotting through the creek. Uh, it had to be them, but they just wouldn't leave me alone. They're circling and circling and circling the whole night. I never slept. I was like, just kill me already. Just go in for it. I was thinking it was wolves because we're in Maine, but that was like me staring at night. I know it probably wasn't wolves. Mm, so rank in order, like mid-Atlantic, the south, and the north. Like what was your favorite to your least favorite parts? North, south, then mid-Atlantic, just because it was so hot. We, In comparison, I think the mid-Atlantic's meh compared to, you know, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, and Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina. Then Virginia, like, that was just based on everything I've been saying so far. Yeah. yeah. When you were in the Mid-Atlantic, were you just, like, praying to get to Vermont? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because that was our next. We were excited for Killington. So, for a while, we were really pushing for uh, for that. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, oh, it was going to be a question about Connecticut. Did you know what Connecticut was going to be like? Yeah, we did a small section of uh, of Connecticut up from one of the roads. I think it was mile like fifteen oh four or something like that. I don't remember. Um, maybe, but either way, yeah, we did a small section of it, so we knew what to expect. Um, it was really, it was like crazy rainfall. the The falls there were like overflowing, um, like uh, just. They were like, I was looking at pictures from like what it normally looks like. You could almost, you could walk past, you could walk across it. And this, it looked like Niagara Falls. It was just, it was crazy how much water was flowing through there from all that rain. Yeah, yeah. rain definitely changes your perspective of everything. Yes. I feel like we got no rain through the mid-Atlantic, which was, which was nice. It wasn't nice because of like no water, but it was nice because we got all the views mm -hmm. and it just felt a little bit more not as dramatic as having just downpour and uh -huh. depression. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, go ahead. I didn't have a question. Oh, okay. Um, my question was going to be, what was your most hiker trash moment on trail? You know, I, when you sent me the list of uh, questions ahead of time, I'm looking at that one. That was the one I really couldn't think of. We were just like, I mean, one of them was probably riding in the back of a pickup all over the place with uh, Jingles. Her her boyfriend came down on a big uh, dual axle pickup truck. We were all 12 of us sitting in the back with nice. room to spare. Uh, just all around town, hopping out in Crocs and loner clothes. We were staying at in Parisburg at uh, Angel Angel's Rest. And that or uh, sitting outside any supermarket and eating fried chicken. Yep. Just like on the curb, that was also pretty hiker trash, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I miss, yeah, I miss just going into a supermarket and just buying to my heart's content and just like stuff in my face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, the supermarkets were great because you could get, I would always go for like a huge basket of like eight or 12 piece fried chicken and a whole potato salad, like a big like court. <laughs> And just have no remorse. Just finish it. I remember doing that the, for the first time in uh, Irwin. Yeah, that was uh, that was it. Just to go to if there's a supermarket, that's what just what I would go doing. Just go get that. Love it. Yeah. Um. So when you got to Vermont, uh, did you meet a lot of long trailers? Like, was that? Yeah, the we were. 
it was kind of annoying. Like, I give them all credit, but it was like, I've, <laughs> I've been waiting so long to get here. All the shelters are full. Um, the water sources are all packed. Like, there were so many people. Um, and we're dealing with the mud and stuff. And then, so you wash off your feet at the end of the day. Usually we'd wash off our legs and feet just so we wouldn't get any infections because the mud was so deep. Our shoes never dried for two weeks. Um, but we, uh, we really tried to, um, you know, go find a camp spot and there's nothing. You're on the mountain. There's like in Vermont, there's really no flat spots. No. And if the shelter was full, we never stayed in the shelter in Vermont. Um, so you'd have to stealth. And really, you'd just be looking for a patch just big enough to fit your tent in that was flat, somewhat flat. And that's what we did for most of it. It was kind of annoying. But, um, yeah, we ended up doing it. A lot of the long hikers, uh, you could tell. They were, like, they had a huge, like, 90-liter pack, leather boots, and uh, and no facial hair. <laughs> And it was funny. You could always point them out, like, right away. Mm -hmm. but, uh, someone asked, what is a long trailer? If you want to explain. Uh, that's the, the long trail is a 270-mile footpath through Vermont, and we do 100 miles of it from the north southern border to Killington, just past Killington, I think. Do you want to finish it? Um, maybe. I've heard it's really, really rugged and overgrown. I would maybe do it in the fall or the spring, but uh i was gonna do it right this week but when i was still on trail i was gonna do it the last week of september but no i just been on my bike and working and stuff instead i understand mm -hmm. did you give any long trailers like unsolicited advice as like a pro hiker <laughs> uh we i think we we like joked about stuff like oh like we'd we'd mess with them a little bit we'd tell them like oh these trail magic back that way just keep going <laughs> we were a little sick because we were so angry that we hadn't slept in a few days because we'd be sleeping on like 45 degree angles surfaces <laughs> and things like that but no I, a lot of them no if they were if they were cool we would give them good advice but for the most part i think we just messed with them to be honest I think the long trailers had taken the little trail magic there was when we went. Yeah, that was, that was, there. I think that's what drove me nuts. Like that's where yeah. we started to be a little mean because yeah. there was just not, everything was dry, like water caches, Gatorade, coolers, all that stuff just empty. Mm -hmm. It was all thrown all over the place too. It wasn't even like put back neatly. It was like, yeah, this isn't through hikers. This is long trailers for sure. <laughs> I was getting to New Hampshire and were you ready just for how hard like the North was going to be? Yeah, I was excited for it. I really wasn't too worried about how hard it was going to be. Uh, I'd never hiked the whites. So I was really looking forward to it. Um, crossing over the border, we stopped in Hanover and we got food at one of the diners there. We had Margaret, there were like $3 margaritas. We just kept them coming and it was just a good time. Nice. So nice. we were, we celebrated getting in there and uh, it is a long way. That was surprising. Hanover is a long way from the finish line. I thought, you know, based on the mileage, oh, maybe a month. But I think it was, what was it? No, it was, um, well, we were in Vermont. Yeah, I think we thought it would be like three weeks or something. It ended up being five, something like that. But it, yeah. was, it was definitely significant. We cut our mileage down from like 20s all the way down to like 7 to 12 in, uh, 
in the whites, which was just like slow, but it would take all day. And cause you're moving like qu- three quarters of a mile an hour sometimes mm-hmm. like going over that. We went over all the presidentials. Um, we didn't skip any of those. We did all the blue places. So nice. Nice. Yeah. That felt good. That was awesome. Did you stop in like North Woodstock? Uh, and did you like stay there mm-hmm. and then like do like Franconia and all of that? We didn't stay in Woodstock. Did we, was that, we stayed in Lincoln. Lincoln, we stayed yeah. we zeroed in Lincoln, yeah. And then um and then we did a full leg of Franconia Notch and all those things, and then we stayed in um the Rattle River Hostel, whatever town that is, I forget right now, but um in Co- uh what was Conway. Conway. And then we stayed we stayed so we flipped flop back, we stayed at Rattle River both times. Um uh, at Pinkham Notch, we left and went to there, and then we w- got driven back to Pinkham, and then we hiked to Conway and stayed at Rattle River again, so which you- is a great hostel, probably one of my favorites. It's so clean. Oh, yeah. oh, the, de- yeah. the decon room they got there. But you leave all your smelly stuff in the in the yeah. front the mud room, and then you go and it's all nice and fresh. Did you meet a guy named Ramble or Tigger? Uh, yeah, I think we did at one point. Ramble. I'm going to say that I don't know him, but I definitely follow him on Instagram, too. So He was working I, at Rattle River, I think, for a bit. He's just crazy. Okay. We hiked with him last year. Yeah, he was a so Okay, maybe that's, why we, maybe that's why we met him. Because I remember following Rambles. I think it's Rambles on the AT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, is that his page, maybe? So. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Cool. So I, I definitely have met him or know him somehow. Yeah community so small you'll meet everyone yeah, yeah it's funny it's such a small world there was someone from my town that i met at middle creek campground another one of my favorite places in the south okay. and he's from my town he's doing a week section and there he is staying there the same night as me That's lives awesome. like a mile away we met um we met a guy up in vermont like staying at one of the cabins like the one of the the really nice cabin that you could go up to the roof and see right after killing Tim. yes Luch's lookout that was yeah. awesome that was a great, great stay. We met an overnighter there that knew Andrew Moore from Rowan. Oh, really? And that was like the weirdest connection. Yeah, it is. Like, it's such a small yeah. world. So it's just like, it yeah. almost feels like there's no one else. Like you, you hear all these stories and meet all these people that have some, it's like the seven degrees becomes like two degrees, the seven yeah. degrees of uh, connection, whatever they call it. Yeah, it's yeah. everyone knows someone. Yeah. It's just a given. It's very weird. Um, oh, this is going back to Vermont really quick. Did you stay at the Yellow Deli in Rutland? I've been there before, and I used to buy all my boots from there. We're, we go up to Killington a lot, my family. Um, we used to have a house up near there, so we'd always stop in Rutland. I always used to get my hiking boots from there. Little did I know it was the Yellow Deli's outfitter. Um, <laughs> but no, I haven't stayed there, but I've been there in the past. I've definitely been there. Is it... Is it weird? Like, or is it what people say it is? I was just confused. Well, it's like, you know, something's going on. You don't know what it is, but um, yeah, everyone, it's like a commune, the way they live. They all work for the Yellow Deli and they have food and and housing and all that. But I was just confused by it. The last time I was there was probably five or six years ago. But I was, I remember like thinking about that. Like these people are living like, totally different life and 
I mean, even through hikers are living a totally different life, but these people are really dedicated and I give them credit, but it's not my style for sure. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit too, how they live right in the heart of a, a city of Rutland. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, it is. It's in, yeah. Rutland is like a total city compared yeah. to the rest of Vermont. So yeah. Nice. Okay. So you lived or you didn't live. Did you stay up? What? Like summers up in, winters yeah we used to go up every weekend or every other weekend gotcha. and uh north of killington up 100 a little more are you a snowboarder or a skier yeah i'm a snowboarder nice nice cool. i can't snowboard i got Thank my hat on uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um what was your favorite so this is going back to the whites what was your favorite view um going over the whites uh I think probably from Washington to Jefferson, that section was great. We were going golden hour again, which screwed us in the long run. We got stuck in a storm. It was late and we had to hike until 3 a.m. to get off. But it was the most beautiful. Yeah, the most beautiful views. I posted a bunch of pictures from that that area there. That was awesome. Uh, did you get a view on top of Washington? No, but I have in the past, so it was okay. Nice. I didn't nice. expect it. It also kept all the tourists away because, well, we got there later, so maybe that was it. We got we summited Washington at like six o'clock p.m., which was just a stupid idea. I wouldn't recommend yeah, it's it. Pretty late. It's a lot left to go over. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot left. We just didn't plan well. That was a big mistake. Big uh oh. Wait, so you had to stop? I guess you had to like wait until the weather cooled down over going over Madison. No, we just had to hike through that weather to get down to the perch shelter. And we got there at 3 a.m., woke up a bunch of people. We were just so screwed. Like, we were like, sorry, we didn't mean for this to happen. Because we originally planned to get to Zealand. Uh, was it Zealand? No, that was earlier on. No, no, no. Zealand was way before. No, it was Madison Springs Hut. Madison yeah. Springs Shelter or something like yeah. that around that area. But we ended up, you know, our mileage did not add up to that. So it didn't work out. Gosh, we, let's just climb yeah. over climb. Especially if you're doing the blue places. Like, yeah, yeah it adds up time because you want to stay there and take pictures. And yeah, it ends up taking a lot longer. Um, when did you meet your first Soboer? Uh, Greylock. Coming down Greylock. Oh, it was it was cool because uh, it was like seeing someone from another world because they know your future and you know theirs. Yeah, it was super weird. Um, but we talked with them for probably half an hour, just intrigued. Like I was like, oh wow, like that's so cool. It was actually yeah, it was it was a cool uh, experience to meet them for the first time, and then after that, it was like we just keep going because they. You give them less and less credit the further you go. It's like, oh, you haven't, yeah. you know, you haven't done anything yet. I don't need to listen to you. <laughs> but all no, ones, you're still nice. But you just have to take everything with a grain of salt. All the ones you meet in Mass and Vermont, you like, you want to act like you're more badass than them, but they're like, oh wow, <laughs> you've done the hardest section already. You're like, you're way better than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Until we, once we were through the whites, it was like. We didn't. They we didn't give them any credibility. <laughs> um, what was, what was the better state in your opinion? Was it New Hampshire or was it Maine? Uh, I just 
I think Maine, but New Hampshire, the whites were really cool in New Hampshire. So I would just, I mean, for views, Maine, I mean, for views, New Hampshire, and for, like, just, like, terrain, Maine was so cool. Like, there'd just be, like, rough, rugged, root climbing, rock crawl to a lake. And then it would, or an opening with a big, uh, with a, a beaver dam. And, you know, it's just awesome environment. Both of them were great. I liked them both a lot, so... How did it hit? Uh, how did it feel hitting the main border? We did uh, probably like eight thirty at night. We just wanted to get there. We did like a twenty-four mile day, <clears throat> and um, we got there and we hiked. No, I don't know if it was a twenty-four mile day. What was the main border? You remember the mile marker? I don't remember. Nineteen twenty. It's around. That. Yeah, it was probably around twenty mile day. Anyway, but we pushed through. And it felt, it was just like, it was kind of like seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. But given that the first like mile of Maine is a rock crawl, like Mahusik Notch, they were like, oh, maybe this is going to take a little longer. Mm-hmm. So, but it was, it was cool. It was definitely cool to get there. Did you like doing Mahusik Notch? No, we, we didn't know it existed until we got there. We were like, what is this? Oh, wow. you had no idea. Yeah, no. So we, we it like blew our day apart. And we were like angry because it took us two hours to get through it, which was like a mile. It was like half a mile an hour. And uh, we ended up eventually learning to have fun with it. But it would be like, come on, there's another one. Like there's like a north, <laughs> south, middle, middle, north. And yeah, there were too many notches. But no, it was it was cool. Yeah, it was it was it was cool because it it was just so rugged. Like you have, to, it was just great to get videos and pictures there, just to show people, like, yeah, this is not a trail. Look, <laughs> this is what we're doing. It's hard. <laughs> that must have really mentally sucked because Mahusik Arm is, I think, harder than yes. Time. Yeah, it was all. Yeah, that day was long. That day was definitely long for sure. We only did seven and a half or nine miles. I think uh, there it was like nothing. We were just done. It was like seven o'clock. We're like, let's just call it. I don't want a night hike here. We're gonna get hurt. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was uh, it was rough. It was a rough day. <laughs> Did you feel like you were slowing down or speeding up towards the end? Speeding up towards the end for sure. Uh, we want like that middle part of Maine where all the lakes are, uh, like Flagstaff Lake. Yeah. If I could have gone back. That might be a regret. I wish that we'd slowed down and like hung out and camped, like done shorter days at that area, uh, because I figured we'd do that in the hundred mile wilderness. Uh, but it was cold, and the lakes and ponds there were not nice. They were they were beautiful, but they weren't swimmable. Um, so yeah, I wish I had taken from like Rangely on. I wish I slowed down until Shaw's. That would have been something I would have changed if I could go back. But given that we had the perfect ending, like last two days, we got into the birches and we got, um, which was such a stress factor. We we ended up getting in there. We were like third on the list, uh, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. And then, um, yeah, and then our summit day was beautiful, not a cloud in the sky. So I can't really say that I regret it because the way it worked out, every other day was raining or cloudy on Katahdin aside from that day, it seemed like so. 
Now that you are done, what do you miss the most? Uh, just being in the woods. I don't miss hiking anymore. I think I'm yeah. done with that. Yeah. But being in the woods, definitely. Just like the quietness and tranquility of just at night. Just and the, the stars and the clear, cool air. Um, definitely miss that. I'd miss sleeping in the in the woods in Maine. That was definitely, uh, definitely something that I think about some from time to time. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, there's a lot of fear mongering that goes into like signing up for the birches and like getting yeah, there. They there really is. Make it, they make it seem like you got to be there at six a.m. sharp. No. And, like, <laughs> next day. We ended up being like, it's fate. If we're in, we're in. If we're not, we'll figure it out. And we just got to, uh, we just got to relax and just go, just stop thinking about it because we were letting it get to our heads. And we just ended up being like, it is what it is. We're going to get there at about, you know, we'll camp at the end of the hundred mile wilderness at the very last like mile or two, which we did. And we're going to get there when we get there. We we got there at seven thirty, and we were fine. We actually, re- no, we got there at eight. We resupplied uh, at that little campground store and then on a couple of things. And then we were fun. Yeah, we just, and it was great. That, once we got in the birches, like, everyone just felt 100% again. And we were just, everything was great. The last two days were just awesome. Uh, How was, yeah, I was going to say, how was those last two days? Were you excited? Were you sad? Everything. Yeah. My, I mean, it was just a whole mix of things, honestly. I think you would know the same. Yeah. Um, Like, like you're sad that it's ending, but like you're excited at, that it's ending, that you're at the finish line. Uh, I had a breakdown at Shaw's when we, I, I definitely felt the most like that was when I was like, Oh, it's ending. And I just like, I just, I honestly cried for like half an hour, like cleaning yeah. up my room, packing my bag of food. Like we're leaving, we're going in the hundred mile and then it's over in like a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was sad. I did. I wanted the zero, but no one else really did. And I, in retrospect, it was fine. We we left at like noon, so it was. Uh, we had a, a Nero leaving there, um, and uh, yeah, no, yeah, that was definitely the eye opener. Like, oh, it's almost over. But yeah, after that, it kind of subsided. And then once I touched the sign, oh yeah, it was just game over. Just balling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh. It was, it was probably smart you didn't zero at Shaw's because we did, and it just was like sitting in sadness. It was just like yeah. sitting in our feelings. Yeah, that's like, what oh, we yeah, probably could go. And- yeah, and the hundred miles were pretty easy after the first half. Yeah, I feel yeah. Like. no one talks yeah. about that first half. No, it's not easy. Yeah. Like I, no. yeah, it's not. You, we were doing fifteen miles tops for the first uh, three or four days. And then that last, like, 50, 40 or 50, we flew through. Mm. Um, did you do the 100-mile wilderness in one go? Yes. Like, did you, yeah. Did we didn't you do food drops. No, we didn't do food drops. We didn't get picked up. Uh, we did it in one go. We did it in five, five, uh, five or six days. Five days. Five. Yeah, like, if you include, um, like, noon to noon, yeah, five days. Nice. Mm. Um, Mm, so what was your what was your Katahdin summit like? Did you have nice weather? Oh, um, it felt like an, like a real like like end to the adventure. We had um, you know about 40, 35, 40 degrees in the morning. Waking up, pack up, 
we're on the go, 6 a.m. We were a little late, but it was okay. Uh, we, didn't, we were just excited and all over the place. And then there were 40-mile-per-hour winds <laughs> climbing up the arm or whatever you'd call it. Yeah. Uh, where you start, there's all those, like, rebar hooks you got to kind of yeah. uh, stick your feet in. And it was just felt epic. It just felt awesome. You're, like, getting blown around. I ended up having uh, all my layers on um, to go up because we were in the in the shadow still of the sun until um, the sun broke. And then once we were on at the gateway, which is, like, that last stretch – um it was warm and the wind was dying down by the time we got to the summit it was beautiful there was no there were maybe a little breeze the sun was out there were no clouds um gorgeous day it was just a great awesome epic finish and then we walked down the uh the slide trail which was just it was a great view because you're like see it just it's it's so steep that you can kind of everything kind of pans out but um yeah it was just gorgeous yeah but it was dangerous for sure yeah. <laughs> gotta oh, watch yeah. your feet. you don't want to get hurt when you're going down the to celebrate you know yep mm -hmm. yep was there a lot of people at the top with you when we got up there there were i think four day hikers and then and two through hikers uh who we knew um and then by the you know that was probably nine thirty. And we left around 10, 30 or 11. And by then there were like 40 people, but it was, uh, Max took the best picks. Oh, thank you. Um, and yeah, it was just a great ending. Like, no, that just made everything feel like it was perfect. Like we were faded that it just, everything panned out. We were hoping it would, I was like, it has to and it ended up panning out. So it was, it was a great ending for sure. Nice. That's awesome. That's One really for the awesome. Um, and then you had to hike, what, some four miles back down and you're like, ah, and it took over. a long time. Yeah. That yeah. slide trail, like that beginning, that first like quarter mile takes like an hour and a half or a half mile, whatever it is, that really steep part. Mm -hmm. and you could see it all the way down. Yeah. I don't know if you took that, the A ball slide. Mm -mm. No. no, we, we got hail and snow on October 8th. And uh, we saw a dead body at the top. And what? Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's a that's yeah. a story for another time. I got to hear that. Yeah. One. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, oh man. So, yeah, but we saw. We were just when you were going up the arm with the wind. Like the wind was great, except there was also just ice and hail. Just... Well, you were socked in, like no view at all. So you had no idea where you were going. Yeah, I saw your picture. This frost on the sign. I was kind of blown yeah. away. Yeah. yeah, trying to climb up some of those rocks when there was like a thin layer of like icy snow on it was a bit nerve wracking. Yeah, we probably should have done it like the next day. Yeah, it, probably wasn't yeah, it seemed sketchy, but you got it because the next day it could be worse and then it yeah, could get exactly. colder. You just kind of it's it feels like an event. It's that it's epic going up there yes. regardless of the weather. So yeah. the worse weather it is, the more enjoy and like there's more enjoyment i feel like almost yeah oh absolutely yeah. it's like embrace the suck in some ways yeah i uh -huh. really want to go back though and like see it <laughs> oh yeah 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 actually see like see, see it. everything yeah. instead of mm -hmm. white <laughs> yeah it was awesome mm -hmm. um so you got down did you stay in uh what? was the at lodge or no we went into not mahusik um I know, was I that? Millinocket. 
Millinock. And we stayed at a hotel there with all our families. Um, oh, nice, nice. They came into the park and grabbed us. And uh, around 2 o'clock, I think, they opened the gates. And we had a little celebration, champagne and cigars down by the uh, one of the lakes outside of the park. They don't let you have champagne in the park. But nice. we went out and had it uh, with a view of Katahdin. It was just, yeah, like I said, the last two days, everything perfect. Love no it. complaints. Uh, how did it feel driving home and getting back to Jersey within like 10 hours? Uh, I like the second we got in the Jersey, just like traffic. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, it was, uh, it was weird. I didn't like sitting. It was weird to sit and just yes. not like on a zero. It's nice. But when you're in a car, it's like, this sucks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I understand that. <laughs> um, what are your what are your plans for the future post trail? Um, I've got a million things on my plate right now. I'm trying to sort them out. I'm yeah, just it's... like different directions I can go. So just kind of trying to plan that out. My friends are uh, they all just got here. We're uh, we're going down for um, a drifting event like car drifting down in Virginia, Virginia International Raceway, um, oh, yeah. tomorrow morning at six six thirty. So that'll be fun. Uh, get to hang out with these guys for the first time. And hey, Matt. <laughs> um, but yeah, I haven't seen most of these guys in a while. So it'd be cool. Catch up. Nice. Um, do you have any future hiking plans? No, but the PCT lingers in my mind. And there's also an Oregon bike trail that's uh, 600 miles of single track and gravel. Um nice that would be something I'd consider doing because that's doable in like a month. So, yeah. you know, maybe one, one month, month and a half, depending on the terrain. But yeah, that's something else. But hiking plans. Um, I might re be revisiting the whites in sometime in October, which would be cool. Maybe a couple of times. I love going up to New Hampshire in the fall. So oh, yeah. that'd be great. Oh, yeah. Um, how has your perspective of life changed now that you've completed the Appalachian Trail? Uh, uh, hmm. I would think, like, I nothing. I maybe have a little bit more of a hard shell, like mm -hmm. going, um, like doing anything. Like people will be complaining about the rain. I'm like, just rain, man. <laughs> like things, things like that. Like or. Uh, like, you just have to understand, like, I feel like I think pa things pan out. Like, I am a believer in that, that everything kind of works out every in the end. And, um, you know, just let let it go. I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of my mindset lately. Uh, yeah. Just going with the flow and just letting things happen. Don't dwell on the past or anything like that. Um, definitely a little more positive mindset as far as that goes. But I do miss the woods, the simplicity of it all. That was yeah. that was definitely nice. You know, you have 24 pounds of all your belongings that you need to live. And um, you just got to walk. That's it. You walk, fill your water, make make food real quick and sleep. It's yeah. super easy. And, and it's just, it's not that it's easy. It's just that simple routine is very healthy. I think... Yeah. Gotta try to focus on simplifying at home. Mm -hmm. Don't let don't let anything take over. Yep, yep, uh, yeah. It's moving to a huge city like Seoul. Like materialism has definitely like crept back into our life lives, and mm -hmm. I really do like yearn for 
just that mm -hmm. simpler life back on trail. It's it's still hard to pick out clothes, <laughs> clothing combinations, because <laughs> I wore the same outfit, maybe two outfits, if you call yeah. it that, for five months. And now I'm like wearing gym shorts with my Katahdin <laughs> t-shirt. Nice. And, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm starting to get a hang of it, but it's nice. just weird to like like hold does this match does this work i don't even remember <laughs> <laughs> nothing matched when i hiked i got a million different colored things was the trail everything you thought it was going to be yeah and more i think it was a lot harder honestly than i thought it was originally going to be but um yeah it uh that's probably it i guess the weather was a little more influential than i thought it would be too um, it rained a lot more than I expected. You spend time a whole day in the rain and then have to go to bed in the rain. It's like, yeah, that, that sucks. Yeah. Um, those kind of things I didn't think about really. You just, cause you never experienced that before for the most part. Um, did you get on trail be like for the social aspect or for like the actual being on the woods aspect? Um, Mostly just to get away and like just get back to that simple routine, um, get back into a healthy lifestyle after 2020. And uh, <laughs> just, um, yeah, just to see the East Coast. And I don't know if it was for the social aspect exactly. I know the AT is known as the social one of the three. But um, yeah, I think it was, uh, yeah, just a mix of all those things. But it was more for like a personal thing. I think it was good to just go experience, live in nature for five months was just like the best part. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, do you have any future advice for future, uh, or any advice for future? Yeah. Don't don't worry about all the videos and the packing lists and this and that. You can. My bag was upside down, literally. I didn't know how to pack it when I left. I had too much stuff. I, you sort it out. You just figure it out. You will no matter what. And that's all it comes down to. Just go. Just pick a start date. Get down there and go. That's that's it. Just have enough. Just have more. You know, um, it's good to have more gear than not enough. Mm. You know, it's good to have it and not need it than need it and not have it, as my dad always says. So. Yeah. And then going forward, you can sort it all out. No problem. Mm. What would you tell Browse, who is still on trail, not to take for granted or any advice for him? Um, yeah, don't, don't overthink anything and just um, stay at all those cool beaches in the middle of Maine. <laughs> <laughs> that would, don't over, yeah, don't overthink the birches and stay at those cool beaches in Maine. Um, that was one thing that would have been nice. I could do that in the future, but it would have been nice to do that when we were still out there. Nice. Do you have anything mm -hmm. else that you want to throw out to the through hiking world? Um, uh, just like a thank you to all those trail angels and for everyone who, you know, helped make it happen. And for all the volunteers that, uh, maintain the trail, they did a pretty good job. You know, everything was great. Uh, except in some of <laughs> northern New Hampshire, <laughs> it was like trees down all over the place. But that's it was kind of gray area between the AMC and um, and uh, whatever the main main MATC. I think that was all it was. But yeah, no, there were so many people that were making it happen, taking care of the trails and all that. It was great. Yeah, 
We hope you enjoyed the conversations of episode 11. It was a blast to connect with an old college friend and reminisce about a trail that provided so many memories. If you want to join in on future live chats, you can head over to our Instagram, which is at Let's Trek Together. We go live once a week, usually on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you are a thru-hiker and want to be a guest on a future episode, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or by email, which is letstrektogether at gmail.com. Until next time, guys, let's, let's trek, trek together. together.